0: This morning is uh, Remembrance Sunday, so uh, today we take time to uh, reflect and remember those families and friends who uh, have passed away, um, those who have been in our lives and then uh, aren't anymore. And Christmas, uh, as we all know, is such an important time for uh, friends and family to kind of gather and get together uh, before they enter into the busyness and the festivities of uh, the Christmas, well, as they enter into the business and festivities of the Christmas season. And so I thought before we got busy uh, with all the stuff we're doing in Christmas, uh, with uh, with our Christmas boxes and our Christmas services and our children's celebrations, and starting next week's just going to be one big party here at church on Sunday mornings, uh, so get along and, and get in on it. Um, but before we get into that, we thought uh, we, we often take the Sunday uh, just at the beginning of December to remember uh, our loved ones who have passed away uh, and just take a time to uh, just reflect on the blessing that they've been in our lives and it's always important, uh, I believe to mention at a service like this that the, the experience of pain, uh, the experience of hurt, uh all, all of that stuff that that uh, you know it takes to kind of heal. Um, the time that it takes, it, it's so personal and individual to everyone. Uh, I, I don't know that there is one formula that kind of fits all. Uh, I don't know that, that, certainly not that I've seen. You, you can't say to someone, well, you know, if you've lost a loved one, just give it about three months and you'll be fine. Uh, I've seen that. It's not the case for, for many people, uh, and for some people it may be. Um, but there's no uh, single formula. There's no length of time that fits uh, every individual, and so uh, you know you may have lost someone in the last year or someone in the last uh, two years or more. And I think it's important that we al- always are conscious of taking the time that we need to heal, uh, and taking the time that we need uh, just to meditate and uh, to heal properly. Because failing to heal properly uh, will only cause you to continue to live. Uh, with a hurt that can grow bitter, and it can, can cause you to live with a hurt uh, that will start to impact the relationships that you're in today, and so uh, Remembrance Sunday uh, gives us that opportunity, and, and it also gives us that permission to remember, to reflect, and uh, to, to heal in the presence of our awesome God and our church family, amen. Uh, does anyone else think that's a good thing? Uh, for us to do. And so what I'd like to do is unpack uh, remembrance from a passage in uh, scripture where Jesus instructs us to remember him. And uh, looking at remembrance uh, in this passage and through scripture and seeing what we learn uh, from it as we remember our loved ones uh, this morning. And so if you've got your Bibles with you, we're looking at Luke 22 verse 19. And I'm reading out of the uh, New King James Version this morning. And it says, and he took bread, uh, speaking of Jesus, and this is at at the Last Supper, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So let's pray this morning as we get into the message. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for uh, your word. Father, as always, we thank you for your son, Jesus Uh, who is our guide and our example, who is our king. And Lord, we just come uh, before you today and we open our hearts, Lord, to your word and to your spirit. And we say, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Father God, have your way in this place. Lord, uh, let every word that comes from my mouth this morning, Father God, just be used for your glory and for your purpose. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen. <clears throat> so in the New King James, uh, sorry, in the King James, we see the word remember appear 210 times uh, throughout Scripture. Uh, in the, uh, the word remembrance appears 51 times, and their use uh, and their meaning are often uh, used interchangeably. So, so you'll see that uh, sometimes remember is used, uh, and it means a certain thing, and then remembrance will be used, and it means the same thing. Uh, and, the, and the two words get used alongside each other, and, and does that make sense? They use, get swapped and interchanged. And so, uh, in the Bible, we see that these, these two words, uh, they have two key themes. So, the two key themes um, for remembering and remembrance that we find, uh, firstly, a very simple one, uh, simply means to remember. That's a good one, eh? So when it says in the Bible, remember this, it means remember. Or or, do this in remembrance means to remember uh, what's happening. You know, Deuteronomy uh, is full of the call of God uh, and the call for the Israel people to remember what God's done, to remember what God has said. Uh, That right throughout the book of Deuteronomy, you read, uh, you know, do you remember that the Lord did did this for your people? You remember the Lord said this for you and for uh, Israel. And uh, in the Gospels, uh, Jesus says to his disciples in Matthew 16, don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000, uh, a story we all know very well. Don't you remember the encouragement that we got in faith from seeing uh, that happen? And so one of the, one of the words uses uh, for remembrance is simply to remember, to remember an event, to remember a person, to remember an instruction, uh, to remember something uh, that God has done or an action that God has done and that has taken place. The second and the most talked about and probably the most important use of the word which we see uh, used here in Luke 22 refers to a remembrance or a remembering not just of an event that took place, So here, uh, in our example of Jesus talking to the disciples, he's not just talking about remembering the Last Supper. Uh, It's not just talking about remembering an instruction uh, or an action or something that God has done, but it's talking about, uh, in the second use of the word, it's talking about remembering the promise that's come with it. So we don't just remember the Last Supper, the promise that comes with it, is eternal life. The promise that comes with the Last Supper is salvation through Jesus Christ. And here's something really cool uh, that I thought, with that second use of the word uh, remembrance, it's not just uh, about us remembering, but it's also about us being confident that God is also remembering Something that we see often in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, you know, in Genesis nineteen, verse thirteen to sixteen, we read, and, and this is God speaking uh, to the people: "I set my rainbow in the cloud, and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen." in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all the earth, and if you're wondering what that covenant is, the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh, so this is the covenant that God made with man following the flood. The rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. So I thought it was pretty cool that right throughout Scripture, we see God giving signs for the covenant and the agreements that He made with people. He gave us signs uh, as a reminder for us and the sign that God would look to as a reminder of a long-standing promise that's not just for the moment that it took place, but that is for a time after and a time after that. A promise that's for us today. A promise that's for all humanity today. And so this morning as we come around communion, not only are we uh, remembering Christ, uh, it's a sign of a covenant promise that God has given us, a promise of eternity to all who repent of their sin and follow Him. Amen? You know, that's why communion is so important to us here at Shorilam. And so as we prepare to remember our loved ones, Uh, who have passed away, I want to share three points on what we remember as we look at this instruction uh, of remembrance from Jesus. And the first point this morning, uh, if you're taking notes, is that in remembrance, we remember love. John 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, when we come to communion, we often recall uh, this verse, remembering that it's God's love that came down to rescue us. Remembering that God's love desires that no one perish, and so give, and so He's given us a way in sending us Jesus. You know, I believe a worthy response uh, to the love of God is to surrender our lives in service and worship to Him. A worthy response for the love that He has given us is to give Him praise, to give Him worship, and to wherever He has placed us in life to serve His will for us. Now, when we really miss uh, a loved one, uh, especially loved ones who we've had, you know, deep relationships with. Uh, our natural thought and our natural emotion is to remember the love that we had for them. I'm going to change mics because is anyone else finding that slightly annoying? So, as I was saying, oh, we turned that down a bit, eh? Uh, Our natural response when we remember a a loved one that we had a good relationship with is to think about the love that we had for them. And, uh, you know, when I think of my dad, uh, I often think of the way that he encouraged me and cheered me on in life. And my my dad was the one person who always kind of stood beside me and said, oh, we can do this. And uh, the thing that stood out for me was that he always said, we can do this, which I thought was pretty cool, because at times I felt like I was never on my own trying to, it was like, oh, it's me, we can, it's me and my dad. And uh, so he would cheer me on, he was, he was never very uh, affectionate, uh, and if you know me, I'm quite um, Pacific Island huggy, affectionate type person, uh, but he was never uh, very affectionate And uh, because he had us uh, when he was a bit older, we we didn't really uh, play sports with him or play in the backyard with him a whole lot. Uh, So we just did that with our brothers. And, you know, I could so easily get offended by that. Uh, I could so easily feel that he wasn't there for me because of that. But as I reflect on my relationship with him, I've seen that uh, him standing by me, his encouraging me was his way of showing me that he loved me. It was his way of showing me his love. You know, I've seen uh, the sad situation where people uh, reflect on uh, their loved ones who have passed away. And and the first thing that their thoughts go to is uh, how disappointed they were in that person or how much that person hurt them. uh, As... Uh, You know, just through an event that took place, which tainted their perception, their relationship with that relative and that friend. And uh, if for any reason you struggle uh, to remember uh, them because your relationship was strained, uh, I want to encourage you this morning as as we go into remembrance and remember them, come in from a different place. Try and think of them from a different angle. You know, I believe that if we reflect on the good in our relationships, any relationship, relationships we're in now, the relationships of those who may have gone and had disappointed us while they were here. But I believe that as we reflect on the good in those relationships, that we can find that even in all their flaws, and let's face it, we're all flawed, but even in all their flaws, in their own way, They showed us love. That if we look close enough in their own way, we might see how they loved us. And so when we remember our loved ones, uh, we remember doing life with them, uh, celebrating with them, and we remember the impact that they, hang on, I've skipped, haven't I? In their own way, they've showed us love. Second part, second point, if you're taking notes this morning, remember life and impact. Matthew 28, Matthew 20, verse 28. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. You know, in communion, we remember the impact of Jesus' life. A life that was about serving the will of his father. A life that was about healing and reaching the lost and the sick, as Jesus put it. A life that was destined and ordained to be given as a ransom. And the impact of his life is so significant that even today, uh, we're getting ready for a season that is recognized right around the world, as a season that is dedicated to celebrating the birth of Jesus. The birth of the King. And so when we remember our loved ones, we remember doing life with them, we remember celebrating with them, and we remember the impact that they've had on our lives. You know, I've often spoken about uh, the impact that my dad's had on me uh, in my devotional life, and uh, just very quickly, uh, m- my dad used to pray every morning and do his devotions every morning, uh, which impacted me hugely, and I knew this because I would run into their house uh, every morning and try to steal their rice for my lunch. Uh, everyone knows how much I love rice, and so, uh, you know, that, that had a long-lasting impact on me, but my fondest moments of uh, my dad. Uh, which really was um, quality time with him, was was being out at the races and the casino. Now, this was a different season in my life, and uh, I can I can assure you, uh, we don't do races and casino uh, at all ourselves, uh, but mum and dad, it, it used to be their thing that they just loved doing together, was going out to the races, going out to the casino, and uh, you know, we're just grateful that for them it was always just a hobby, and never uh, anything they got addicted to. But my man, my dad was lucky. I mean, we—I don't remember a time going with him uh, that that he didn't come away on top uh, at the races or at the casino. And so, um, you know, I had I had uh, fond memories of that, and. Uh, I don't know, maybe it was all of those mornings of his devotions that kind of made him so lucky. But uh, he won heaps. Don't, don't test that, by the way. That's, that's not a word from the Lord this morning. It's, that was just my story. But as you can see, I always smile when I think about those times with my dad. And they far outweigh the times that I know he wasn't there. And then finally this morning, you know, because remembering their life and their impact helps us uh, not only to remember those good times, but it helps us also to heal in our grief. And this morning, we remember with thanksgiving 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18, it says, Rejoice always. Everyone say, Rejoice always. Rejoice. Everyone say, Pray without ceasing. And in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, in communion, we give thanks for the promise of eternal life. We give thanks for the gift of salvation through Jesus. We give thanks for God's love. As we had in our first point, we remember love. And with our loved ones, we remember and give thanks for the gift that they are to our lives. give thanks for the impact they had on us, and for the love that we get to experience by having had life with them, and by remembering them.